Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, LZ Flinnard. Can I get it? Oh, yeah. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to episode 91 of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. In this episode, I talk with Lane of SimplePassiveCashflow.com. Lane helps the hardworking middle class build asset portfolios by providing free investing education, podcasts, and networking, plus access to investment opportunities not offered to the general public. We talk about niching down versus generalizing and how it can affect your career. We chat about the scarcity mindset and how to think like an owner. We also discuss the fact that if you're not learning, you're falling behind. All right, let's dig in. All right, Lane, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. Nice, nice. First of all, let me just say thank you for being on the show. I know there are a number of other things that you could be doing right now, but you you are here talking with us. So for that, we appreciate that. Um, I always want to get to know my guests better. So I, I always start with a question. Tell us about yourself. But when I say that, I mean, you can feel free to go all the way back to the day you were born, or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself. Yeah. So um, I, I'm not that old. So I'm 32 years old. But I think my journey starts when uh you know, I, I was on the linear path of going to school, getting a good job, going to college and getting an engineering degree and then working at that said job for a few years to buy that primary residence to live in. Uh, you know, just kind of living the program that, every, you know, everybody says you should be doing. Um, but then I uh, got off that linear path. I started renting my home out and then I became a real estate investor sort of accidentally. And, you know, the, the rest is history. And and uh, I think that's kind of where I woke up as an entrepreneur and uh, definitely definitely my life changed at that point. Now, you mentioned you were living the program. Now, this is, is this something that you were you kind of grew up with or talk a little bit about what you mean by living the program? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, a lot of parents these days, they preach education as being a, a very, very uh, big thing. Go to school, be good at school, get a get good grades, study hard, get, uh, do all these extracurricular activities to get into college. It's also you can get on that path, that beaten path of success. And, uh, you know, I did that. You know, I, it's hard. And I think a lot of kids struggle with that these days because it is so competitive. But, you know, when, when I found my way into real estate investing, things just opened up. 
I found that it, it almost felt like stealing money because nobody else was doing it. It just made so much sense financially and it sort of changed the, uh, what I was looking at. You know, I was looking at working at this 40 year job, getting old and then dying with, uh, hopefully getting a pension. Probably not, but, uh, you know, social security, 401k hoping and praying that I would build this large pot of money to hopefully be able to live off of it at five, 10% distributions. You know, I kind of blew that all out of the water by becoming a real estate investor and getting that first rental property. Let's backtrack just a little bit. Like, what's your favorite thing to do? I like to just relax and not be uh, stressed out and not have to worry about money and, you know, kind of work on things that I like to work on. And quite honestly, like I don't really have an idea what that is. I like to work out. I like to uh, play with my dog. I like to go eat food. You know, I don't like to uh, worry about having to go work on Sundays. So you mentioned before how, you know, we talked a little bit about living the program and you, you mentioned something that, that set off a trigger in, in my mind. And you said the idea of getting, you know, going to school, getting a job, working for 40 years and then retiring, maybe if the market holds up and trying to live off of the nest egg that you maybe were able to save up. Talk a little bit about that mindset and what happened that made you shift that and say, wait a minute, that's crazy. Why would I do that? What was what happened in your life that was that trigger? The metaphor I like to use is, you know, you're going hiking and we don't know how long that hike is going to be, but we're going to fill up one of our hydro flasks with water. Hopefully, uh, it'll be a large 64 ounce as opposed to like a 20 ounce one. And uh, we're going to go hiking. But that's a flawed way of doing it because, you know, you and I, as we go on this hike, we're going to be using our water pretty sparingly and probably in a, a scarcity mindset mode. You know, if you flip the script on this, it's like what sophisticated investors do is they buy businesses or buy real estate investments that produce cash flow. And that's the income that well exceed the expenses on it. So it's like going hiking, but this time we're not taking a, a jug. So we're not screwing around, going to the store, buying our jug of water. We're just going off hiking, living our life as abundant mindset. And we have drones coming in every hour or so with uh, nice eight ounce bottles of water. And that's the metaphor for the cash flow coming in off of our, our small businesses and income from passive investment. It's definitely a different mindset and a different way of thinking in terms of you know, having an, an ownership perspective or mindset versus an employee. Talk about that a little bit. What's the difference? How how do employees think versus how owners think? And can an employee, can you do both? Can you be an employee and have a owner mindset? Yeah, so I am, I mean, I'm, I'm still an engineer today. Um, I've kind of found uh, the right sweet spot at, at this time where, uh, you know, my job allows me to do other things on the side, you know, it doesn't just drain me of my energy. You know, you, you see a, a very stark contrast, you know, I mean, the worker mentality goes to work, they, um, they do the least that they can do to not get fired. Um, you know, of course, a lot of people are very good people, they find passion in what they're doing. You know, for a lot of engineers, you know, we're very far away from, you know, helping people, you know, we're just staring at a computer screen, working with numbers, and it's, it's kind of a hard profession to get passionate about. You know, I talk to a lot of doctors and lawyers and uh, computer programmers that come to my podcast, and they're just not quite passionate because they kind of followed the money to this profession. And, uh, you know, doctors, the changing climate and healthcare is always getting at them. You know, lawyers is 
you know, if you become the wrong type of lawyer, you're really fighting for the wrong causes, the very, not very altruistic causes and computer programming. And let's face it, you're, you're kind of becoming a commodity and there's not very many older IT professionals doing that. If you don't find fulfillment in your job, it's just about the money. And, and a lot of people come to real estate or do some other side gig. It's definitely a different mindset that I, when I meet those people, kind of like yourself, you know, I mean, we're here. Well, today it's a holiday for me, but we're here in the morning doing this and not because someone's telling us to do us. We're kind of driven within because we're building something for ourselves. Definitely like, you know, nice to meet folks like yourself. And just, you know, have a, have a conversation, even though we do totally different things. Yeah. One of the, of the things that, that I like to tell people is passion is so, so important because it, it's very difficult to be great at something that you're not passionate about. You can be good at it. You can be functional, but if you really want to take it to the next level and be great at it, you have to have that passion element uh, without that then you're going through the motions. So I definitely can identify with that. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think the third thing that you learn on top of it is you got to be good at it, right? Because <laughs> if you're not, if you don't like it and you're not good at it, the market will correct you. you. The market will beat you down and it'll show from your products and your website. I mean, people will just see right through it. Now, Lane, if you had to identify one thing as your superpower, what would that be? I think I'm pretty good at uh, building systems. I mean, I'm an engineer. You know, I, I always think of like top down and bottom up techniques. And then the top down is like the Tony Robbins stuff, the mindset, you know, why are we doing things? Kind of that motivational piece. But I'm, I think I'm pretty good at the bottom up piece, the little hacks, the, you know, the using Calendly to schedule appointments, uh, systematizing drip campaigns. I think that's where I excel, and but you need both. I've always been better at that bottom up stuff, but bringing that top down approach and combine the two, I think that's where I've made a lot of progress. Now you mentioned progress, and you in your answer there, you mentioned building systems and having a, a bottom up approach. How do you overcome challenges? Because it has, a, it, it's not always rainbows and butterflies, right? I mean, there's some times that uh, that challenge you. How do you how do you overcome those? In the past, I'd probably just attack it with all these bottom approaches, you know, go on Google, trying to find the, the latest and greatest technique of, you know, if it's something to do with finding more leads, just Googling all these top 10 ways to uh, find more leads and just kind of trying and failing at all these other things. But, uh, you know, when I combine the top down approach and I just have faith that it's going to work out, if I just keep working at it, that these problems will kind of figure its way out and, and to have belief that my subconscious will kind of figure it out, too, along the way. And that I, you know, I'll meet folks like yourself and, uh, you know, things will happen. And I, I, and I think, you know, having the faith that if I just put in the one to two hours a day, you know, after my day job, that if I just make progress, I think that's the big key. Because that's what I see a lot of beginning entrepreneurs. They just don't stick to it for a long period of time. That's really powerful. And and from my perspective, what I heard you say is you, you take steps every day to approach and to achieve your, your goals. And the, the thing is, uh, my definition of success is taking one step every day, the correct way to accomplish your goals, right? And, um, and the other thing I heard you say was consistency. You have to be consistent. You know, you can't do something for a month, a day, a year and, and expect to have great success. So it's, uh, it's that tenacity. It's that consistency. It's that waking up every, every single day, uh, doing 
something to move closer to your goals. I think it, and that's what's going to help you be successful. Now, what are some of your keys to success? This is something I've struggled with the last couple of years as a newer entrepreneur is that this, I get shiny object syndrome. I'm always looking at the latest and greatest thing, you know, like, I mean, I do apartment building syndications these days, but, you know, getting, wow, what is this? Assisted living facilities. What is this? Short-term rentals, the Airbnb stuff or mobile home parks. I think in the world in entrepreneurship, just from what I've seen, the jack of all trade never gets rewarded. It's the person that specializes. Unless you're the best at something, you don't really get compensated for it. So I've always, you know, you always hear that, but I, I can tell you from the last, you know, year of trying to like say no to, you know, these different tangents or these shiny objects. And uh, just, I've just been seeing a lot of success with that. And I see a lot of beginning entrepreneurs, they just do everything. And it's like, I, I think what it is, and here's the way I justify it. People pick a lot of different things to diversify because they're not, they don't have the balls to like pick one thing. Cause if they fail at that one thing, then now their ego's broken and they, uh, they're, they're a failure. I think to the market, as you were referring to earlier, things have gotten smaller, but at the same time, niching is seemingly where, it, where it's going. You know, we have this access immediately worldwide to everything, but yet the people that I see, um, again, like you said, that are successful are the people who do that one thing very, very well. So there's definitely um, something to focusing and being a specialist and niching down um, and making sure that you're targeting uh, that market. Right. I mean, what do, what do you think about in like the W-2 working world? It seems like they reward more generalists. I know like managers or directors or they know a little bit about everything. It seems kind of the opposite in, in the uh, W-2 world and just something I've been thinking lately. But yeah, you're totally right. Specialists and entrepreneurs in the real world, that's the way to go. To answer your question, in the, the W-2 world, it's a combination of both. I think it depends on what level of the organization you're operating at. But I think more and more, and, and we're going to see this um, play itself out as, as the market continues to change. There are going to be, there's going to be a, a, a really big push for entrepreneurship, uh, which is basically an entrepreneurial mindset, but in a corporate, uh, corporate structure or framework, right? Some of that, that innovative thinking, thinking of things that, um, you can create as an organization that'll, cause you to be able to enter into different markets or offer a product or a service outside of what the company currently offers. And that's, uh, it's a different way of thinking. And those two methods are at odds with, with each other by nature. Uh, corporate America is structured, it's formal, it's bureaucratic, right? And all of those things get in the way of innovation. So I think over the next three, five to six years, we're going to see a lot more focus on innovation within the workplace. But, and I think that there's going to provide an opportunity for a lot of entrepreneurs like yourself to bring that entrepreneurial thinking into the corporate environment. And people are going to be able to thrive in ways that, that we haven't yet seen. Additionally, I think that uh, when you think about innovation, it's not continuous improvement. Those aren't the same thing. Continuous improvement is improving a process or improving um, a, a, a product 
in order to to build it more efficiently or uh, or faster, right? Innovation is a total separation and separation from perhaps what the business had had done before. It can come out of continuous improvement, but it's definitely not the it's not the same thing exactly. So so I think that there's there's definitely some niching that. You have to do, um, especially if you're graduating from college, right? You want to be really good at what you do. But as you grow as a professional, you want to start to broaden and kind of learn different parts of the organization because what that'll do is that'll give you the opportunity to understand how what you do affects um, folks downstream, upstream, and across stream from your, um, your, your, your position at that company. So. That was a really long answer to yeah, your well question. Said. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> it, and, you know, the dove that tail into, you know, kind of my path. I, I've worked in corporate America for about 10 years. And as much as I complain about it and I think it's like, you know, so much distaste for that bureaucracy and that and all that, like I learned a lot of good systems that I've, take, I've taken from large companies. Like how do they do contracts? How do they how do you interact via email? How do you work politics that I've used in my day-to-day, um, you know, real estate investing? But but here's the thing, right? Like for young people, it's easy, right? But, you know, I talk to like 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds with young families or families, and it's hard for them to start a side gig. It's hard for them to buy a, a rental property because it's something different. And, and they're already locked into this this day job where they have no surplus of cash. If they screw it up, they're all homeless already. And, and it's that that cash flow that's the key i think for for me you you have to know yourself self awareness is key not everybody's cut out to be a full time entrepreneur that's just the reality of it um so i think the the first step is to kind of do some self inventory and say okay what kind of entrepreneur am i am i a part time entrepreneur is it a is it um a side gig or am i all in right so i think once you have identified that then that will give you the tools to kind of say okay what's the what's the next step you know obviously if you're uh if you have a family you have you know obligations and things that you have to take care of so it may be a a longer term plan that you have to carry out in order to get there but i think the first very first step is that self awareness piece and making sure that you understand is this something that is for you? Because if it's not, then the market will eat you up and spit you out and not even, th- you know, and not even <laughs> blink, right? But but if yeah. it is, if it's your purpose, it's your passion, then you're not going to be happy doing anything else anyway. So I think it's important, again, to have that that self-awareness and then take the steps in order to, uh, to get you where you need to be. Yeah, I think Gary Vaynerchuk, this is one of his big things, that self-awareness piece. I know, you know, when I'm, uh, I give free calls to, uh, you know, my podcast listeners to kind of get them on the, the path of where they should be going. And that's kind of the first question. It's like, okay, what do we have to work here? There's three components. I always talk three resources that I, you know, we do a self-awareness thing on and it's time, money. And then the last one is knowledge slash network. For myself, when I started, I had, I had a decent salary, you know, engineers aren't really, you know, that high paid, but I was able to save money for buying an investment, but I was short on time and, you know, I was gaining more knowledge. So at that time, buying a single family home, that's more of a turnkey rental, a hundred thousand dollar property with 25 grand down. And it's a great way to get started, but I see it all too often that, you know, guys without money, you know, they try and do real estate investing and, you know, I'm just not that guy. I don't know how to do no money down deals. 
because you know I, I work with guys who are short on time. They don't have time to do that kind of stuff. But and at the same time, I talk to a lot of high net worth individuals, doctors, lawyers, computer programmers, and they are very short on time. They have lots of money, so they should be going into different things like syndications or private placements, or you know, also single family rentals too. So it's that self awareness piece that you mentioned. It's so key. That's the first step. Yep, absolutely. This time has flown by. Holy moly, where did it go? To kind of wrap things up, can you give the enterprisers an actionable tip or step to improve their businesses or lives today? I think uh, the, the tip is start with the end in mind. I always talk to my guys about, okay, so you want how many units? You want to do this? You want to do that? Like, let's break, let's reverse engineering and, and say, how much passive cash flow do you need a month to achieve that lifestyle? You know, a lot of like, a lot of guys will be like five to ten thousand dollars, and I'm like, okay, that's that's doable. You know, we can get twenty single family homes, maybe a couple multifamilies, and you're there. So how do you know? Define the goal, define the lifestyle. Let's take a quick break from this awesome conversation for a quick message from our sponsor. Seems everyone is podcasting these days, but if you want to do it right and stand out from the crowd, you need to contact Enterprise Now. E-Now Podcast Solutions is second to none in providing best-in-class customer service and delivering top-quality podcast production. Podcast editing can be time-consuming and tedious. You're a podcaster. That's what you do best. Let us do the dirty work for you. Besides, it's what we do best. Then all you have to do is your awesome show. We can help with basic editing, mixing, promotion, delivery, tagging, and pro editing. Whatever you need, we can do it for you. Check us out and see all the ways we can make your podcast sound amazing and professional. Visit enterprise-now.biz slash production. Now, one thing that I um I forgot to ask you, Lane, is tell us about simple passive cash flow. What what is that? What do you guys do? Uh yeah, so it's it's kind of just a journal that I I created a couple years ago cuz you know, I was doing, going down this real estate path and a lot of people would just ask me questions like how do I did it? And I got tired of answering questions, all the same questions. So I just started doing a podcast and interviewing, you know, people that I've been meeting on my journey and uh, it's kind of a, just an open open the kimono event all the time and you know kind of people like to join on and and i I think i I think a lot of people like it because you know i'm a newer investor and i'm kind of i'm in the thick of things and um you know there's really nothing to sell on there it's just a free podcast a lot of the information to buy rent your first rental property is on there um i've been going into multifamily lately so um yeah just come on check the show out um listen to first you know, dozen or so podcasts. And, you know, I always like to talk with people. I think, I think that's the big thing. I can kind of put somebody on the right path in the first 10 minutes of a conversation. So, and it's kind of open to all your viewers. And if you guys, of course, there's that email sign up, which I have this Google Drive, all these spreadsheets and PDFs, a lot of fun stuff. If, if real estate is uh, something that you want to kind of get into, if not passively, I think a lot of your audience, you know, they're killing in their business. And I think that's, that's great. You should focus on that. Now, if folks want to um, learn more about what it is that you guys do and or reach out to you, how can they do that? Yeah, just uh, come to simplepassivecashflow.com. Um, check it out. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, Simple Passive Cashflow. I'm sure you'll find it. And uh, my email is lane at simplepassivecashflow if you just want to reach out. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much again, Lane, for 
talking with us and sharing your your knowledge and your insights. Um, I, I'm always excited to to sit down and and, and have conversations. Uh, with folks like you because I learned so much and I know that my audience uh, does as well. So thank you so much for um, your time and sharing. Yeah. Yeah. No problem, LZ. All right, Enterprisers. That was uh, another awesome episode with tons of golden nuggets and information that you can use, embrace and execute on, launch, grow and maximize your business. I know that you got a, a lot out of it because I did. So I want to say thank you to you because we would not be able to do what we do without you guys. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart and head on out to the website, download the three P's of empowerment worksheet. If you have not already done so, Uh, we want to get you operating out of your awesome zone. So head on out to the website, download that worksheet and hit us up. Let us know what you're, what you're, what you're thinking. If you get stuck, let us know. We can um, help walk you through that. So thanks again, guys. And we'll talk with you guys next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance operations? Shoot me an email mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.